0: You are listening to the Tipped Out Podcast with your host, Danny Christie from Danny Christie Golf and Brandon Palmer from Balanced Performance Golf. In today's episode, we were able to hop on a call with Remick Carlson, a former D1 golfer turned golf influencer and coach. Some of you may know him as the CEO of golf from his social media platforms where he has amassed a significant following through consistent quality golf content that helps golfers all over the world improve their games. We were fortunate to be able to pick Remick's brain and cover a variety of topics from his time at FGCU to his time now as a golf coach and everything in between. Unfortunately, the connection on the call wasn't perfect, so there are some times where the audio doesn't match the video for all our listeners on YouTube. It was a pleasure to have Remick join us, and we hope you can learn as much as we did. Enjoy.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. Today's special guest, we have Remick Carlson here today, the CEO of Golf. What's going on, Remick? How are you?
2: How's it going, guys? Good to see you.
1: You as nice well, time. brother. How was the uh, Valspar? Are you out at the Valspar the other day? Was that Thursday? Dude,
2: it was awesome. Uh, a lot of good stuff to take away from. Uh, me and my sister actually went very, very early in the morning. So we got up at like 5 o'clock and left here at like 5.40 because we wanted to be there like uh, for, for DJ to tee off because he was like at 8.10, I think. Oh, wow. And we got there. Funny story. So... I guess if you get there early enough, they let you do whatever you want, right? (laughs) So we got there and not even thinking that um, there's like special parking for uh, uh, spectators, right? We got there, we went into the front gate, like kind of where the players enter (laughs) and Mm we were going to to watch the tournament. And it's not a line, right? Like we were just completely honest. But And then they gave us a parking pass, which is absolutely absurd. We were able to park like a street across from the clubhouse. Wow. So it, was, it was awesome so we had direct access to there and we were like one of like There's probably only like a hundred people there um, okay. at the time that we ended up going um, so I was like like five feet away from DJ for like the first couple holes and uh, During uh, when he was practicing his chipping uh, getting ready for the day, but yeah, it was awesome a lot of cool stuff I have a ton of ton of video that I have been pretty lazy about editing uh, recently So. Need to get on that this weekend and uh, start posting a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. As yeah. a coach and an uh, influencer and a coach, man, the work never stops. We've talked about that before. but uh, So just to get a little more background on Mr. Remick here, man, we'd love to kind of hear a little bit about yourself, maybe your little background in your college golf, and then kind of what got you to where you're at right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, started playing golf like very young um, when I was like five years old. Um, didn't really get serious until I was twelve-ish or so. Played other sports growing up. Uh, so, was pretty into soccer. Uh, my dad's a professional soccer player, so former professional. So, uh, but the just I, I wasn't good at soccer. <laughs> I had uh, big flat feet, um, so I had like size twelve shoes when I was in like the fifth grade. So I was like tripping over my own feet as I was running. Uh, so they stuck me back at, at defender, and uh, I just got bored uh, playing cause I wasn't good for one. And number two, I, um, uh, just defense isn't, isn't very fun. It's fun to score goals, right?
1: Yeah. But, uh,
2: so I gravitated towards golf just cause I, I was good at it. And, um, it was something fun to do with my dad cause my dad was learning at the same time I was, so we both were getting out there, um, late at night, spending hours, um, chipping green, punting green, uh, whatever it may be to get a little bit better than what we were yesterday. And I just love the process of it and stuff. I uh, got t- pretty good. Started playing tournaments uh, when I was like 13 or so, and then, uh, funny enough, um, reached out to IMG Academy. Uh, I had pretty good success as a junior golfer when I very first started, uh, and they ended up giving us uh, a percentage off to to go to school there. So. Uh, and my dad ended up moving jobs over to Florida. So it all worked out. Um, so we all moved over, packed everything from LA all the way over to Brains in Florida, right? Just crazy move. Um, but, and then I, we were there when I was like 16 or so and, uh, went to high school at IMG, uh, ended up getting a scholarship to university of Utah, uh, which is where my parents went, funny enough. Um, really loved it. The school was awesome. It's just, um, Oh, and I committed pretty late, too, so um, kind of rewind a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I had a pretty good freshman, junior – or freshman, sophomore year when I was at IMG, uh, but my junior year, I for some reason, I couldn't hit the ball on the planet, and I would shoot, like, 80s. Like, I shot in the 90s. Like, it was, it was bad. Like uh, uh, So I was losing, like, starts uh, before I had a, a, a full uh, – I forget what it's called um, – when you, when you get, like, full access to the AJG or whatever,
1: gotcha, yeah. uh,
2: you, or you don't have to work, I, I forget how it works. Mm-hmm. But I had full access, uh, I was a sophomore, and then I played so bad as a junior um, and in high school that I lost all status. I didn't have many stars, really, so I had to focus on, like, qualifying for tournaments, yeah. like, like, doing that route again. So um, I didn't end up signing to college until I was, like, until, like, mm-hmm. April of senior year. Uh, which is pretty late, considering like IMG, like all that stuff. Like all my friends were like full ride to Arkansas, Auburn, yeah. Cal. Like I'm like, I'm like, geez, like I'm, I'll, I'll be lucky to get a JUCO gig at this rate. Um, but like, I was, I was beyond blessed to like uh, uh, run into uh, Coach McCracken. good, good dude, great school, love the school. So I committed to University of Utah, like out of the blue, uh, without taking a visit or anything. So. <laughs> That's why I kind of went backwards a little bit. But uh, so my first couple of years, uh, it was pretty decent. We had a very good team. And I played a couple of tournaments here and there. Uh, I just wasn't really, I was getting better, but um, I wasn't really enjoying it just because we had to hang the clubs up in like October and pick them back up in mm-hmm. March. And funny enough, we actually had tournaments in February that we had to travel to. So yeah. I ended up traveling to tournaments. I mean, I of like four months yeah. or so coming from California and Florida, you're just like, what we the been hell been is this? Oh, wait, can you mm. curse on here?
1: Yeah, upstate New York's the same curse- way, man. It was, it was tough. College in New York was was tough.
2: Can you curse on here? Or no? Yeah, not no, sure. No, no. Okay. just I have to worry about because I'm a, a potty mouth, so I got to worry about But, but yeah, anyways, it just fucking sucked, like, handing the clubs up and <laughs> having, mean, like, I'm not a video game guy, like, I hate playing video games. I hate staying inside. I'm, I'm super outdoorsy. And our college didn't allow us to ski or anything, even though we kind of snuck out like a handful of times. But uh, it didn't allow us to ski. So um, we were stuck inside. And I was just like, what the heck am I doing right now? Um, fortunately enough, my, one of my buddies from high school, James Lepiter, transferred to FGSU. So he was at Arkansas, but prior. And then i up transferring to FGCU. I uh, had the coach contact me. Uh, like under the table, like, like I wasn't even like on the, um, wherever transfer portal yet. So I don't know how legal says he might get in trouble, but he's <laughs> not. Me, so, but, <laughs> but so he contacted me illegally to, uh, seeing if like I was interested to yeah. go there. Cause I told my buddy, uh, that, that tra- just transferred there, that I was interested and it's just the coach wanted a kind of confirmation. uh and then, so I, kind of under the table committed and then hit the transfer portal and then uh, committed like a day later. So it might've seemed a little fishy on the university's part, but I mean, I just wanted to get the heck out of there as soon as yeah. possible. So then I hiked all my stuff over to FGCU and a rooming with my buddy. Uh, and I had a pretty decent, like uh, junior, senior year at FGCU. It's uh, just brutal, like home course that we had to play. Um, I'm like, I'm a scrambler. Um, so, uh, like, my accuracy isn't very good off the tee. I just hit it a long ways, and I end up finding it and somehow, uh, getting a bar. Um, or birdie, sometimes, like, if I'm lucky, right? But, like, so, we end up playing old Corkscrew as our home course, and I can't keep it on the map. So, first, like, couple uh, rounds there are miserable. I was shooting, like, 85s, 84s, so just, yeah. like, like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to qualify uh, to play on the team, but then I ended up getting a two-iron, which was like almost a godsend, honestly. Like I hit that thing probably like I wore a spot. I had to like get a new two-iron every year just because I wore like such a thick spot on a club thing that like And like honestly, it changed my game, uh, my college career. And I was able to actually play decent golf because I was able to put it in play. Like I'm not going to go that far to say I, I increase my ferry percentage. I'm just, just get me in play. Like, right? Be in play so I can give myself an opportunity to at least get some sort of good good score at the end of this hole. Excuse me, but uh, but yeah, so really enjoyed it. Um, partied a little bit too much, honestly. Like like FGC is like not uh, not the uh, most scholastic yeah. uh, oh. university. so everybody, right by the beach, uh, good scenery, good people. Uh, so we all had a grand old time yeah. there. Uh, we had a great house too. Uh, looking back at it, uh, we called it the golf house, and we had like a group of five there of us uh, from the team in there, and um, and we had a lot of people over, a lot of good times and stuff. Uh, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit on, later during this conversation, maybe. But uh, yeah, I just had a grand old time and um, graduated. Right, uh, had, didn't have the scores to um, get any spots on any tournaments or whatever, so I had to. Um, kind of tried to do it on my own, um, and then ran out of money. So I had to figure out a way. Oh, how, how the hell heck am I going to get yeah. money uh, to continue this thing? So that's why I started the social media thing, and uh, it's honestly been cool so far. Uh, definitely, definitely getting to be excited uh, when I actually start like um, getting into that six figure mark, mm-hmm. uh, which is very possible at, at my rate yeah. right now. So that's right there. That's uh, that's where we're going to head to. Hundred thousand at the end of there the year. There we go. mark my way.
1: Happy to see it, man, yeah. <laughs> but, it's uh, leaps and bounds, dude. It's so cool to see someone's page really just take off through just hard work and solid content. So we'll definitely get into that too, but what a small world, man. I mean, I toured, ironically so, I toured FGCU. Um, my parents thought they were going to move down here earlier than they did, so that was one of my first looks and kind of had the same thoughts you did with their they're D1, right, for golf? yeah, yeah. so yeah. with my high school career and way everything was going for myself I mean it was just a long shot the campus looked incredible right I mean you got pools all over campus like you said it's on the beach yeah. so but then now fast forward to uh, delhi where we were we had a golf house too and that's exactly what we called it it was a nice three-story party house with uh, eight guys in there and it's way uh, too much fun way too much fun and gone too soon but uh yeah, yeah that's
2: Good memories, though. definitely,
1: man. It's something, <laughs> something we wouldn't trade for the
0: world, definitely.
2: Hey, yeah, it's. Go ahead. I was just
0: gonna. You go
2: ahead, cause yeah. I was gonna move on topic wise. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, it's something that, like, you don't want to go back to, yeah. right? But you're just so glad, that, yeah. Uh, like, you're like, yeah, I, I don't see my, like, I would go crazy if I had to live that all over again. But like, it's fun that it, that it actually happened, yeah. and uh, you just smile like.
1: Yeah, my liver and my sleep schedule definitely applaud me for graduating. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's incredible stuff.
2: I was actually surprised, like, how many, like, close calls we had to actually – because we had 6 a.m. workouts, wow. right? I would. But we would go during the weekday. like yeah, yeah, It was bad, bad. <laughs> like, 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 4 a.m. nights and then have to wake up at 5.40, turn around, like, say, go or run or whatever it may yeah. be. And we only missed one uh, workout. Just because we stayed up until the workout started, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's cool. And we were just calling a coach, really. Yeah, I probably get me this one, but Halloween. I mean, oh, you can't Halloween, schedule. Oh, Halloween, man! Ooh, it's, yeah. it's Halloween's
0: University bad.
2: University one, one. National, 101. yeah.
0: We might have had some uh, officers of. Some sort of lob here at our house on Halloween. A
1: house in town, right across from Rosie, the provost or the (laughs) he's like the vice president. Vice president never went well, man. It just our house became a spot after a while, and it was it was tough to turn them away, you know.
2: (laughs) For sure, dude. For some reason, like our house, the way it was architecturally structured, (laughs) like every single door was shut. You could play the music as loud as you possibly want, and for some reason, you can't hear it thing outside like it could be it could be like like club 11 in miami really? inside her house and you just take a step outside like literally be outside the front door just have the door shut and for some reason like it was like a sound barrier it was incredible like but wow. like i mean you still have those people that like just leave the door open as soon oh, as they leave yeah, yeah. And, the and the neighbor's call and you know it's, yeah. it's a headache right? but uh no, as long as the doors were shut that's me. crazy that's
0: crazy so, um, with the end of your uh, the last question you just answered, you touched on a goal of of a thousand or a hundred thousand followers. Um, it kind of ties mm-hmm. into our next question here. So, what does a typical day for you look like, and what are your goals?
2: Yeah, so good question. So, a typical day, I usually wake up at like five thirty six ish, and uh, get what I can get done until I have to go to my nine to five. And then I, or eight to four, I like to get there a little earlier so I can leave a little earlier. And then I either come back and work out or I come back and film. Mm. So that's pretty much what I do on a daily basis. And uh, it's pretty good so far. Um, obviously I would like to make some more money so I get fully focus on it. So that's why I get into that $100,000 or 100,000 follower mark mm. is uh, extra important for me.
1: No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Um... Yeah, so with that follower mark, um, let me look at my notes real quick. So do you have current goals for like your swing as well? Like what are you working on within your own game? Because I know you do online instruction as well. We'll hop into that. Um, But how about for you personally with your game, with balancing the 9 to 5 and your own filming schedule, like when do you or do you even get time to, you know, put some time into your game?
2: Oh yeah, of course. Like I, fortunate enough, I have like a pretty big mirror in my in my place, and uh, I'm able to do mirror work at night and stuff. Whenever I'm watching uh, like March Madness, for example, or a football game, whatever. Like like I I can't sit in in the same spot for more than like a minute or so. Yeah. I'm always doing something. So um, I'm either working on my swing, either editing stuff or um, uh, trying to trying to get my students better right online yeah. and uh, giving them a online analysis, yeah. but yeah, it's been good so far. Um, and I'm working on my swing. So what I'm working on right now is, um, my footwork actually. Cool. So I, so funny enough, you brought up Bell earlier. So I've been actually fortunate enough to go to Honda players and Dallas So whole floor swing without the Bay Hill part. Right. Mm. But, um, the funny thing, like, I was filming Rory, right, and filming, like, Colin, JT, and all that, and noticed, like, kind of how their pelvis was moving, how their footwork and legwork was moving. I'm going to make a post about this soon. I just haven't really – it's hard to describe it. It's easier to see it kind of thing. Um, I'm sure you could relate. Yep. Uh, but, like, I wasn't doing that, right? Like, my uh, – I was able to, to shallow it out, like, super, like, um, unnaturally, uh, it'll probably look pretty uh, on camera, right? But like, it just wasn't effective, and it didn't create uh, like I could swing a lot faster than what I am swinging currently. And I feel like if I implement some more or some better leg work and some better footwork and, and use the ground more effectively, and able to rotate my pelvis in a certain direction, then I'm probably able to get the most out of my swing. And that's kind of what I want, uh, what I'm looking at right now, because my back swing, like I've for some reason, like I've got, I got the backswing when I was like 20 and like just never really like, I'm able to kind of fix it whenever I want. Uh, I just, you just kind of know like how it feels and how it's supposed to feel and how it's supposed to look and kind of like the little things that you adjust in your head to get it to where the ideal position is. So the backswing is good. It's all about kind of attacking, uh, the impact area and kind of the, the through, through the, throughout the golf ball. Um, is what I'm working on right now. So Shaolin Golf Club, working on my leg work and footwork and able to actually uh, get the most of my swing, get the most amount of speed possible. So um, speed's huge right now, but um, uh, obviously consistency is more important. And if I'm able to actually use the ground and use my legs to where I could slot the golf club uh, in the certain position where I want to, then that on a on a day to day basis, I'll be able to do that more consistently instead of trying to manipulate uh, the golf club in the slot position in order for yep. it to look pretty, right? Yep. Um, that's kind of what I'm working on right now, is to to make everything more consistent, eliminate as many variables as possible. I heard this one thing that Bryson said. Um, I'm not, and I'm not like super into Bryson, but this one thing that he was pretty spot on about is golf is all is a mathematical equation, right? And the more variables you could eliminate in this equation, the better golfer you're gonna be. So, variables by meaning, like, let's say, like a slope, or let's say, like a certain area in your golf swing, or an extra movement that you have, or a couple frames longer, or your back swing's a couple frames longer than what it necessarily needs to be. So, you're kind of overextending, getting a little bit long, and kind of stalling your body out, and then trying to compensate that by getting backing up and getting out of it. If you could eliminate, any extra variables that aren't gonna do shit for your, your golf game, then that's when you actually start improving, that's when you actually start uh, getting the most out of your rounds. So that's that's what my thing, that my MO is all about, is just how can I eliminate the most amount of variables possible in my game and other people's game to get the best out of my ability and, and their ability too. So, uh, and it's all hit or miss too, like everybody has different swings, everybody has different games, everybody sees and feels different things, so I mean, there's no one cookie cutter system, uh, no matter how many books you read, it's like, uh, you kind of have to be, uh, find a way to kind of communicate that towards other people and, uh, find a way where they could kind of learn on their own and kind of find that sort of, um, those sort of feelings, uh, for their own golf swing to eliminate the most of the variables for their own game so that they could shoot the best runs possible. So it's all, it's all about that. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, it's just, uh, Trying to find the simplest way to uh, approach this complicated game <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> well definitely. well said man i just want to reiterate for the listeners and for the viewers that don't just take mine and danny's word for it here's another accomplished golfer and instructor that's telling you guys that no matter how much we look at the swing or work on it like it's never enough it's never done right like you're going to these pro events not only for content and for personal reasons but to help your viewers and your students as well, just the little nuances that we can see as accomplished golfers or instructors that mm. the average golfer may not see. And it's mere yeah. work, man. It's, it's simple feels it's verbiage. Like that's all our job is, is to explain a very tough and deep topic in the simplest and shortest manner. And some people are going to be very analytical. Some people are going to be, show me don't tell me other people you know they're just gonna they're gonna need a lot of reinforcement and we've seen that and know that but yeah that's very well said man it's it's a constant grind as a golfer a coach and it's it's a beautiful grind though man it's some days can be rough you know um two opposite ends of the spectrum myself included uh yesterday just one of my most strugglesome rounds while the gentleman to my left fired a nice sixty-six, so we've got yes.
0: uh, golf is a fickle
2: think. game, man. Golf
1: is a fickle
0: game. Golf I, is a fickle I think game. The, the day before the sixty-six, I <laughs> shot a seventy-eight. So
2: it's just, it's uh... yeah. It's all about trying to uh, find that that uh, formula to to keep that those sixty-sixes occurring yeah. more often. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and it's true. It's like the funny thing about that kind of sort of thing, like like. Honestly, Danny, what can you tell me that, like, was your swing any different uh, that day than it was the day before? No, right? Like, was your feeling the same? Probably. I don't know. Maybe it was different. But, like, it's funny, like, when people, like, when you see, like, these interviews that, that pros do, right, that, that just come off, like, a 62 or something, right? Yep. And into the next day, uh, uh, the reporter or or any junior golfer would tell you, like, oh, I expect to shoot good the next day. Like, I expect if I do the same exact thing that I did today, that tomorrow will look the same exact way. But that's just not absolutely the case mm. at all. It's just like golf is, even if you shoot the same exact sword the next day, it's going to look a 100,000 times different than it did. Mm. Like, like you could be either putting like a god, you could be either ball striking like a champ, and you just not maybe not making the putts, uh, maybe making everything. Like, who knows? Like, it's just everything could be so different than the day before and the end result could be the same, but just the, the, I feel like the mindset is the only thing you can control. And like if you can control like those expectations and kind of subdue I don't know if that's a word, uh, if you could kind of, or subsize subsize those expectations, um, day in and day out and just keep believing in the process and like keeping in the work. Um, then you'll eventually get to where you want to get and just know in the back of your mind, like obviously everybody's going out there to win a tournament, right? Like it's not like, like or, or shooting well, right? Like whatever your goal is. Um, and like you don't need to kind of verbalize that, you know? Like it's like you just need to kind of go uh, about your day and do everything that's, that's smart and necessary uh, to get yourself around uh, for your own specific game so you can shoot the lowest score possible for that day. Whether it's, like, if you're not hitting it on the map and you're spraying it everywhere, whether it's, like, uh, you're hitting it like a god that day. Like, you just need to kind of do what you got to do to go about that round to get the most out of it. So, yeah. The golf's a funny game, man. It's, like... And and coaching's funny, too. Like, even, like, today, like, if you go back to, like, the 1960s or or 70s or something and look at swings like Ben Hogan... Or uh, or Sam Sneed or something like. I mean, people are like coaching the same exact thing. <laughs> like yeah. this game hasn't changed. Like you know, it's just uh, the way the different nuances and different verbiage. Like you were saying uh, earlier about like how to actually uh, describe that to people. Like certain different feelings because each of us um, and every coach says that they have the fix, right? But like it's impossible to have a fix because everyone's different. We all have different feelings. Like we're all some of us might be visual learners. Some of us might be uh, the other way to learn. I forget. Like <laughs> audio learns. Audio, <laughs> audio <laughs> yeah. It's so it, it's just completely different, and it's just, uh, and it's funny. Like the the actual technique and like lower body technique hasn't changed at all. It's just every coach is like finding a different way to actually describe that. So that's yeah. cool.
0: There's there's a lot more ways now to measure than there were, and I feel like that's really yeah. the only difference we have is to to mm-hmm. measure in the technology, but other than yeah, the- yeah.
1: And going back Absolutely. to what you said, going sorry to cut you off, going back to what you said about um, like carrying yourself and not necessarily even need to put it into words what your goal is for that round. Or like like you said, everyone's trying to win or go low. And yeah. Danny and I had that same kind of conversation after the round is like, we were teammates uh, for the Delhi men's college team. And so I've seen him mm-hmm. play a lot of good rounds, a lot of, you know, middle of the road rounds. And so it was really cool to see how he changed, or if he did at all, changed throughout the round in terms of, you know, his routine, the time it took over the ball. You can just tell when someone's thinking more than not. And and for him, it stayed extremely consistent, just like he was shooting a regular even par round, you know, by himself. It looked consistent. It was precise. It was timed out. And what'd you hit, 17 greens?
0: By uh, 17 greens, yeah,
1: 17 green. greens. So if you need to dial those irons in, Danny's your man. But it's uh. <laughs> it's it's
0: it's tough to put into words sometimes like it's just i think a lot of it is um i think a lot of just improving in general over a span of time or improving and staying consistent in a span of 18 holes it's i think it just comes down to self-belief a lot like as soon as you get in that mind frame of, of not letting any doubts creep in and then you can stay focused and anytime the doubts do creep in you just slow down and say all right like i got this and just go yeah, be a lot
2: Yeah, yeah go back to basics, too. I like to, uh, especially when I'm playing like shit, um, is like just have like a shot where I could go back to and just trust that shot. Like, like the worst that's going to happen is that like so for me, for example, I play at like a 30 yard slice with my driver whenever I like whenever th- things are going to crap. I tee the ball low. Um, I kind of have a helicopter finish. And it looks really weird, right? But I know for a fact that ball is going to fade. And I could aim down, I could have a, walk, a lake to my left, right? And uh, like a tight-ass tight fairway. I could aim in the middle of the lake and know for a fact that that ball is going to fade to the fairway. And it's just having something like that, uh, that sort of shot in the back of your bag um, is super important, especially when things are not going to plan and you kind of have your C game that day. Uh, to where you could just get something in and play and, and give yourself a freaking fighting chance. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's so true. So,
2: perfect little segue into
1: our next topic, and that would be what would be your three tips given to another fellow instructor that's trying to improve his social media game? I mean, I've seen you take your account from 2,000 or 3,000 to over 16K in a short number of weeks or months. So, how how do you do that, man? You got the job, you got your own game, you got your outside life. What's the secret?
2: Um there's a lot of secrets and like <laughs> it's uh it's it's a really cool. I'm very very into social media. Uh I study the freaking thing, like I read articles, like I I study Mr. Beast uh stuff, David Dobrik, and I kind of try to apply a similar thing. Not not like David Dobrik style, like uh, just like the kind of the little nuances uh, in his posts and his social media posts and in his YouTube posts uh, that you kind of recognize, like it's the same in like a golf swing. If you notice like a certain uh, move that, that like pretty elite players do uh, like throughout their golf swing, right? Like if you can kind of break it down and really pick up on these little things, it's kind of just implementing that in the golf uh, industry and it's been working out pretty well for me. Um, so for example, I said three tips. So let's say you got to be consistent, right? So you got to have like a post every day. Like I I probably would, um, if I were starting over, like from like 500 followers, like you hear on TikTok all the time, post two to three times a day. You don't need to do that per se, like probably two would be good enough if you'd start completely over. And then uh, kind of dial that back, obviously. But you just need to be there, consistent for the people that are following you. Because at the end of the day, th- that's a person, right? You need to kind of almost be there for them, right? <laughs> and it's like, um, and the tip number two, um, I'd say, is to like just not care, like, <laughs> like honestly, like just don't give a shit what you do. Like, I feel like golf is like one of those things too that like um, it's so stuffy. Right. And you're so worried about your image and what other coaches are thinking about you, what other players are thinking about you. And I I get this way a lot too. Like, I had this problem until I just started not giving a fuck on social media. And it actually translated to my golf game, my personal life. Like, I used to care so much about what people thought uh, about myself and about like what I would do, how I would look or how my swing would look, what I would shoot, like what my buddies would say after the round. Um, And the minute you could kind of let go of that, that little, devil in the back of your head or whatever, that little subconscious thought of like actually uh, caring or whatever, the minute you could let go of that is the minute that you're probably going to see more success. And and then you could kind of let your true self come out and be more authentic. Uh, that's probably another good tip too, is to kind of let your personality come out and uh, be, um, let's see, uh, be out there for your, on your profile. So if you're able to kind of um, not not be fake or anything and st- and actually, like, talk how you talk. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, just kind of like that. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm trying to find the right words for it. Transparent? It, and yeah, right yeah. And transparent? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Transparent. So, yeah, if you could just be as transparent as possible. Like, don't try to hide shit. Don't try to, like... Uh, like get away from stuff, or like delete stuff, or or like chirp a person that's bashing your content. Like who cares, right? Like mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, it's good for the algorithm, right? If they, you guys yeah. see that comment as like something good instead of uh, something negative, so don't give a shit. Be consistent. And I guess the final thing um, to do is to uh, just switch it up. Like um, like take something that works right and and don't post that same exact thing every single time so um i'm trying to think of an example like i I get in this funk too to where i post like similar stuff uh over a consistent period and this is what i'm going to try to do this year is to kind of actually take what's working and just do that like do that at a very very little rate but incorporate a ton of different things from post to post so Uh, For example, I do like a swing analysis of uh, tour pros after they win, which, I mean, when I started, I I liked it. I liked the idea. But like the third one that I did just seemed like a little too much. And it just seemed like it wasn't me per se. Uh, So, but I liked the idea of analyzing a swing and like my face just appearing at like different uh, places. Uh, But I might change up um, like, let's say like the visuals that I have Uh, on that on that swing so for example i'd probably draw more lines or something have more uh, engagement with um questions uh, for the audience more examples more comparables like other tour players doing that so just like switch it up like that like like always like think on your feet but just realize like what's working and sticking with that like um audio is huge like i i mean like i told i told you this earlier like i can't stand like coaches that just I uh, do like the finger wave, like, and they yeah. do like, swaying, mm-hmm. and Then they show the correct swing and a thumbs up. Like, like people, like, like everyone's doing that. Right. Like everyone's doing right. that. to stand out somehow. Like um, you're not going to grow if you don't stand out. And that's, I guess that's my final tip too. So just stand out, just try to stand as much as possible. The more polarizing you could be, uh, the more unique you'll be and that, that way. Yeah. Your personality will be presented more to the, to the public. So, yeah.
1: Very true, man. I'm, I'm a culprit of the, the point in thumbs up, too. I mean, that was such a big trend for a while. and it,
2: Dude, The yeah.
1: algorithm and just the views were so well because we know that majority of golfers' attention span, pretty short. Majority of golfers, they want that quick fix. And I started to notice myself that I was just making content that was trendy And almost forced because I didn't have that much time to put to it because of other things. And so the content just became trendy and not really even that helpful or that geared towards like a plan. And then I started to come out again with a little bit longer videos, more talking and actually like almost like a mini series, like putting how to beginner stuff um, and chronologically do that. And that was when I saw a lot better results, uh, not only in engagement, but people actually taking the time to respond or DM you or just say that they've gotten value. Whereas the other ones, it was, you know, a bunch of saves on these short little videos with no words, but you know, I I didn't really feel like my followers were getting enough um, substance. Yeah. Enough substance from that or even enough of the right answer. Yeah. There's not enough value. And so that, that's a that's definitely a big thing. Is kind of just taking a step back and being super socially aware of what you're posting and like you said, how often. So that's that's a big thing.
2: Yeah, man. And uh, and the value is like the huge uh, uh, topic that I like to address as well. So like the more value you could get out there and provide to to your followers, the more inclined they'll to, they'll be inclined to follow you. Um, yeah. I have this rule. I call it the eighty twenty rule. So that trendy stuff that you mentioned earlier is super important as well. So I don't want to disregard that on, on, uh, on top of that, but if you could just maybe incorporate some audio, that'd be 10 times better. But (laughs) anyways, I have this rule. It's called the 80 20 rule, right? So 80% of the time I post that trendy stuff, uh, that gets the clicks, that gets the eyeballs, that brings the people into your page. And then the other 20% of the time I have that long form content, um, to where I could kind of actually get that, uh, kind of roll the decks of, of content kind of keep people on my, on my page, on my profile. And then eventually they'll probably follow me if they got enough value, uh, on top of that long form content. So yeah, 80, 20 rule, eighty percent uh, that trendy stuff, get the people engaged, get the people, those eyeballs, uh, on your profile. And then the 20% is actually keep those people on your profile and up getting those followers. And, uh, that way you'll guys probably have a lot more success. Other coaches will have a lot more success. Uh, with their yeah. well
1: definitely and so what what type of platforms are you posting to on a consistent basis you kind of talked about uh videos being a varying length so of course TikToks, well up to maybe three minute videos now
2: and then instagram you can do 10 minute. yeah but TikTok, from what i've been reading they're gonna switch into 10 minute videos which is pretty crazy well wow. um that's huge. i don't know how that's gonna be honestly like but i know for a fact that once you see that option, go and do it. Cause TikTok likes to uh, say that they're right, you know, and they'll probably uh, put your video out there to more people. If you make a 10 minute video when they first start out, cause they want those numbers to be good, you know? And they, and they want that 10 minute, like those 10 minute videos to work well for the creators on the platform so that they'll give you more engagement uh, when that, that first drops, so keep an eye on that. But for to answer your question, the platforms that I post on right now are Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I want to get more on TikTok. I've been plateauing a little bit on there. I'm trying to figure out how to get like. I feel like I need to hook people in more, but that's that's another topic at the end of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so Instagram and TikTok. I want to get into YouTube. I just don't want to be like the other golfer YouTube dude. Uh, try, still trying to figure out like my unique approach that I could kind of bring to the table. Uh, mm. And that's what I was talking about as well. So I got some exciting new or so exciting stuff getting cooked up uh, for this year. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have uh, we'll break some news later on uh, if we end up doing more of these little podcasts. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so TikTok and Instagram. Instagram's kind of dying out and TikTok's going to take you over here. Uh, pretty, pretty soon. It's grown so much and we haven't even um, entered the peak yet uh, of this platform. Like, I try to explain this to people. I'm like, because like businesses and like, um, like coaches don't necessarily understand TikTok right now, right? But like, if I were to tell you like five years ago to get on Instagram and to produce swing videos and to give online lessons uh, or swing analysis, on Instagram or or Facebook 10 years ago or something like that, you look at me like I'm crazy, right? That's just how social platforms work. They go uh, like very, they they increase very little bit, very little bit, and then they have this big increase. And then right here is where everybody realizes, oh, I probably should get on this. I have to start trying to use this uh, to help my personal business. And TikTok's probably right about here. We're about to see a huge, huge increase in people actually going on this platform. So it's super, super important that coaches uh post on that platform on a consistent basis to try to uh gain as much exposure and uh because eventually you're probably gonna if you invest enough time in if you get like 20,000 or 10,000 followers right now in like two to three years you'll probably hit like like 500,000 you know that's how instagram works like people that like like had that 20k like three to five years ago like are at like like five hundred thousand, like a million, right now. You know what I mean? Like it's like just how it works. It grows so so fast. And the funny thing too, like when I was at like, I think when I was like a thousand and trying to get to a thousand, to two thousand, to three thousand. That's like the hardest. Uh, those are the hardest steps right there. The minute you get to ten thousand, like when you hit that ten k, uh, mm-hmm. like it's so easy from there on out. Like like you literally wake up and your phone is like a hundred thousand notifications. It's <laughs> like. Like uh, yeah. you get people liking your stuff, you get people following, you get people engaging, commenting, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I had to like turn off my my notifications, uh, but uh, it's a good problem to have. Humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. I got you. Like, uh-huh. like it's hard getting, but that's when everybody gives up, right? You just got to stay yeah. at that uncomfortable phase uh, to just keep hammering down that content and just stay consistent, and eventually it'll work out if you put enough time into it.
1: 100 percent, man, do you have any uh any other topics before we hop into those three questions? We don't want to, we're definitely going to have more of these uh podcasts with you, I hope. So, yeah. we won't we won't keep too long tonight, but
0: anything else? I oh, would have to, uh, where are you at in Florida?
2: Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. So, I'm right, I, Is that I guess, technically, I, like just say Sarasota. Mm-hmm. So I'm right next to IMG Golf Club. But I live like right here. It's nice to have a golf Yeah, park.
1: I think it's, it's, it's straight across Florida. It's like probably two and a half hours, maybe close
0: to three. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely head, head that way at some point. So, yeah, these are our um, little rapid-fire final three questions for you. You ready? <laughs> uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone that wants to improve their golf game?
2: Um, what level are we talking
0: um, let's talk middle of the road, average, weekend, you know, twelve handicap Peter Yeah.
2: They're shooting like eighty fours, eighty fives.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be a tip for me. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, honestly just hammer hundred and fifty yards and in. Like the more or the better you can get from one hundred and fifty yards and in, the better you'll be. So I like to do this game to where I drop like I go out like on my home course and I drop like five balls from I kind of mix it up sometimes. Um, and if you have a track band, this is honestly so, so easy. I don't, do you guys have a track band?
1: I do at work, yeah.
2: Yeah, so you could actually, uh, I don't know, you probably know this already, but you could code games in track band, and you could kind of create games yourself. So me in college, so when I got really good uh, in college is when I actually started practicing like effectively and uh, using TrackMan and stuff. So I made this game to where I called the Birdie Maker game and it it was from um, 50 yards to 150 yards. And it had variants of, uh, or gaps of 10 yards in between. So 50, uh, 60, 70, 80, all the way up to 150. And I would hit five balls from each uh, gap, but TrackMan would randomize it. So one gap I would have 83 yards, and then the next shot it would be like 142 or something like that, for example. So the better you can get at those at those distances, the better you'll be. And going back to if you don't have a track man, um, I love to do this game anyways. Uh, even though I do have a track man, um, I like to drop like a couple balls uh, from a hundred yards and hundred fifty yards every single hole that I play. Just if I'm just messing around out there by myself, so I drop like three balls, right? And I and I give myself a score at the end of end of those nine holes. So I drop three balls from hundred fifty three balls from 100. And some days it could be, if I did that a couple days in a row, I'll drop it from 110 and then drop it from like 140 or drop it from 70, drop it from, you know what I mean? Uh, you just kind of feel it out. And I don't like to do too much as well just because um, uh, the more like the more you do, the more of it seems like work. And I, I like to have fun out there. So uh, I dropped three balls from 100, 150 for this example. So I give myself points. So if I get it inside a, a flagstick length, that's two points. If I get it in within, uh, two flags of lengths that's one point. And if I get it in within a club or a driver length, the length of my driver, that's five points. But if I miss the green, it's minus one. So I count up all my points at the end of those nine holes and that's my score. And I kind of tally, make sure I keep, uh, uh, tally my score in my notes out on my phone. I use my notes app a lot. <laughs> and, um, I uh, make sure I go out next time I go out on the course late in the evening, I try to beat that score. So no matter what the yardage is uh, from 50 to hundred yards, like I know that's going to translate into the rest of my game. So whether it's 70 yards or a hundred yards, um, that that score is going to be pretty correlated to like how I'm actually going to play. Uh, let's say I have a tournament later that week or something like that. Um, so I try to beat my personal score. So it's very, very important not to compare yourself against uh buddies and or or tour pros on tv or something like that like you just try to get a little bit better each day um and try to beat your personal best so whether it's playing that little game whether it's uh, making up your own game uh whatever it may be you just try to beat yourself day in and day out and if you do that over a stretch of like five to ten years then you'll probably offer <laughs> yeah <fall for> <laughs>
1: I love that man. That's that's very cool. That's intuitive. I I like that. And we got to talk more about the uh, the TrackMan game uh, at some point. I'd like to. I want to see how to do. It's that. It's pretty cool.
2: easy. Like once, like it's just like a. I think it's like a button that like you never think okay. about. You never think to press it, but once you press it, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> like what really? like, sure. like, yeah. is it? It's like, it's a game changer. Like and it is a game changer. It could change your game. But uh, uh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's honestly the best thing ever. You could get really great with the names. I had this other game where I had like 50 to hundred yards. I called it Wedgecation and, uh, you get your pitching yeah. dialed in that, that way. So yeah. it's pretty fun to do. And practice never gets boring if you can do that sort of work. So that's how you saw he did did you get like really it really good too. He was able to actually like hit the, hit those pitch shots and actually yeah. say the number in his head before, uh, it getting read back to him, uh, when he was working with Butch. Yep. I don't know if you saw those clips where it was really, really cool. Yep. Um, and he would just play a game toward himself to where he would say like, "Oh, I carried like seventy four yards," and he was, like seventy five. Like and he's like, "Ah, oh, damn." Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but he got super good, and he ended up being number one in the world. So I guess as if it works for him, it's gonna work for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're on to something. Uh, and just to touch on what you were saying about practicing, I think that's a really important thing for for higher handicappers to start to understand. Is just Patience is kind of a virtue in the aspect of if you can just, I like that you were just talking about beating yourself. If you can just do that every day and stay focused doing that, you're going to be a lot better off. I think you see a lot of people that compare themselves with their buddies or, you know, get down on themselves quickly just because they don't, they don't see that immediate perfection. Whereas it's really not a game of perfection. It's a game of growth and, and, and improvement.
2: Yeah. We live, we live in such a fast society nowadays. Like if you don't see, results after like a couple of tries, like people give up, get frustrated, whatever it is. And it's just like, like that's like not the case at all in anything like uh, to get better in, let alone the hardest, one of the hardest games in the world. Um, but yeah, yeah, it requires a lot of patience and trust.
0: Definitely. Um, Next one, what is your craziest golf story?
2: Uh, like golf round or just golf story or?
0: Golf related, Any anything that, that jumps here? Could be it. Could be a golf house story. Could be your lowest yeah. round.
2: Who knows, man? We won't get. We won't go down that route. <laughs> um, uh, uh, go- craziest golf story. So, oh, this is pretty. I guess crazy. Um, it's pretty funny. But like when I first moved to Florida, right? I, I no idea about thunderstorms or anything. And uh, you hear this. You, I would play with like one of my good friends, James, uh, a little bit of what I was describing earlier. And, uh, we would go out and play, uh, late in the evening and, and go around and play through rainstorms or whatever. And I hear thunder and I'm like, oh shit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's far away. <laughs> and I guess this course to not have a siren or whatever. Um, mm. and I was like freaking out. Right. Cause I'm just from a Cali kid, like I had no idea what thunder was or lightning or any of that stuff. So, um, I was like, are you sure it's okay? Are you sure it's okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. So we're playing, we're playing. We keep hearing thunder, keep hearing thunder. It's getting louder, it's getting louder. And then, like, uh, we were playing this hole. And then my backswing, I just see this big flash, like a flat, like you get flashbang in Call of Duty, right?
1: And yeah. the
2: tree, like, blows up, like, uh, probably like 100 yards or like 50 yards in front of us. Like, it blows up. Wow. And uh, uh, we were just scared shitless. And we were just running the clubhouse, I think luckily it was on the 18th pole, so we weren't far away. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just crazy. Like, and from there on out, like, that's like when I first moved to Florida, so it's like a welcome to Florida moment. But, uh, from there on out, like, I, I was like, yeah, if I hear any sort of thunder, I'm like <laughs> checking the weather out, making sure how far it is, you know, if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. Of-
0: So, yeah. my takeaway from that story is. Just you mentioned you didn't you weren't familiar with uh, thunderstorms. You're from California. Are they not uh, typical Dude, in,
2: in California? No, it it rained all day too. Like that's a that's a funny thing. Like here, it just has like those hour showers in the summer, right? And uh, in California, no. If if it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain like for all day or three to four days. Like it's nuts. Like there's no such thing as thunderstorms over there. Um, yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, ever would have known that never we'll uh we'll throw a clip in cuz Danny's got that rude awakening to the uh the changing weather of Florida as well. We've played probably out of the five rounds we played got absolutely dumped on the three rounds. And I mean it was like the 17th hole, the 18th hole, and I don't know if we got rained on early in the round before, but like straight sideways rain, clouds open up. Has it was not any thunder, lightning? Recently, right? No, not
0: going but, to back, but wow, just, huge raindrops.
1: Like the flag is just bent over, man. We're just <laughs> trying to we're finish, we're trying to film and finish and it's just last, it's torrential. Was,
2: was this white? last week during like those crazy those crazy rainstorms?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah all all last man, week. like I
2: was at the players like the worst day possible, of course, right? And it was like Friday and it was nuts. Like it was nuts. And then the next day, like the wind was like crazy. It was hilarious trying to see those guys. Uh, hit a shot on that 17th green, which is like normally a pitching wedge. And then you got guys out there. You got JT and his six iron into that green. So this is absolutely insane. Um Kind of flight yeah. that taken, uh, it's taken some spin off, um, and it's pretty cool. But you really got to know your swing for that kind of that kind of stuff. And going yep. back to like right. being able to handle shots under pressure, like a good like um thing that I should have started doing, like as a junior golfer. And if any junior golfers listen to this, they need to start doing it as well is to actually be able to control your swing uh, at different yardages. So, like, for example, today, like, I'm not necessarily swinging the best, but you kind of got to fight through the pain uh, to get to the gold, right? So I would take, like, a six iron from, like, 150 yards and try to take a full swing and have it land 150 yards onto the green. And you really, really know, like, where you're messing up in your golf swing when you slow it down like that and where you're able to kind of, like, try to time uh, the face and try to square up the face uh, in that like less swing speed area to where like, you don't just go full throttle because it's easy to just swing all that full send and have your body just react. It's, it's another thing to actually slow it down and just to feel everything in your body. You really get to know everything. And then the minute you can do that, maybe you can start actually controlling your shots. Like, like with with that kind of uh, understanding of your own body, and your own golf swings, the minute like, pressure like like let's like lean a golf tournament like within like a couple holes like like that's nothing like you know your golf swing in and out like you know like what you need to feel how your body needs to react like throughout um the millisecond of of your golf swing to be able to produce the shot that you want so it's like those sort of things that are like massive for for improving golf and i'm i mean i'm figuring this out uh just like everybody else is like you just day in and day out you figure some new stuff out that you try and uh to improve
0: Definitely, that's a. Uh, I like doing these these slower motion uh, drills. They're great ways to start to get a feel of face control. Yeah, that's a lot of people don't. Move. Yeah, you No,
2: know? like if you control, if you can know where your face is, if you get a little bit off, you know how to get back to that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's a that's a big feel as well. Like you talked about earlier, when you start to feel your backswing, a lot of times when your backswing feels off, it's just because your face is off. Um,
2: yeah, it's different for everybody. Like you can't tell like your students or whatever like. How to feel their backswing because it's yeah. different yeah. feelings. Like and and they can only tell themselves that. So it's, it comes with the work. Comes with slowing your swing down, and really being conscious about like what you're feeling through your golf swing, and if your feelings are actually uh, translate to what it actually looks like. And that's when you're kind of you know, you're firing on all cylinders there.
0: Yeah. All right. This last one is a, uh, a T-ball question <laughs> here. Uh, What is your favorite hobby outside of golf?
2: Uh, favorite hobby. I like editing, filming stuff. Um, getting really into that lately, just learning about a lot of new stuff. I'm upgrading my camera. So I got to learn how to actually edit, uh, using like DaVinci or Adobe Pro, the actual real way to edit stuff (laughs) instead of like just using my phone app that I use. Um, so that's, that's pretty, that takes a lot of time out of my hands right now um other stuff i mean i love golf (laughs) like it's tough like whenever i'm like just hanging out i like to go to the beach i like to hang with friends not a big video game guy i just i I was never good at it so it was hard for me to get into it (laughs) so um i was frustrated that i sucked so i just stayed away from it i guess um i like football uh likes gambling on sports (laughs) that's illegal in Florida, but uh <laughs> uh, yeah, <whatever. laughs> but uh, I get on sports, talk with my buddies about it and stuff, and uh, yeah. 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 Who's your team for football? The Niners. We got this. At a
1: boy, we got a. We've talked about that before. We got a Niners. Uh,
2: it's right here. Sign right there. Oh, sure. But yeah, dude. What do you think about uh, Trey Lance? I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm uh, I wish I could say I follow it
1: more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just. I don't. I'm a Rams (laughs)
0: fan.
2: So you're a bandwagon, huh? (laughs) No, I'm a
0: big Matt Stafford fan.
2: Sorry. I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. So, okay. Sweet. Yeah. He's a good dude. Seems like a good guy.
1: Any other closing topics, Daniel? I think we're all set. All set, brother. Well, Remick, we truly appreciate your time. This is going to be the little section here where, uh, You can feel free to kind of plug anything you're working on, anything that you're allowed to talk about, man. I know you've got some online instruction, you've got your great social platforms. I don't know if you can get into the logistics of what you're working on behind the scenes, but if you can, feel free to plug that now. And then, of course, in our intro, we'll uh, we'll have a lot of good stuff about you there as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I don't like to like uh, like set expectations too high. I like to like kind of like like under uh, underachieve and overachieve expectations, right? But uh, um, yeah, just uh, follow CEO of golf, DM me, say what up, I'll, I'll DM you back and uh, we'll start a conversation. But uh, yeah, love providing value to everybody and uh, love trying to grow this game as much as possible because this game has given me so much over the years. So that's my whole thing and uh, try to do everything I can to accomplish that. So 100,000 this year, mark my words, it's going to happen. Uh, we're going to get there for Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it's going to be great. Invest, I believe it, brother. You invest now, you'll hold, and then your uh, your stock's gonna increase.
1: <laughs> there we go, man. Uh, well, we truly appreciate your time, your insight for everything. For our listeners out there, there's gonna be a lot more episodes like this. We uh, we love us some Remick, he's very insightful and just another cool dude to hang out with. Some good flow. So, <laughs> I had it, I think that's all we got, brother.
2: That the other day, I cut a little bit of it, it was getting a little too long. Uh, really, but yeah. I, I've been because I have like stupid straight hair, so I have to like wear mm. a hat con- like constantly to try to have any sort of flow. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so I had to cut a little bit, so I'm a little sad, but we'll grow back out. Uh, come yeah. time.
1: there we go. Mine's the opposite. Mine's uh, mine's thick hair, so it just kind of stays. It literally just stays the whole time, and it definitely needs a trim, look. man. <laughs> What's
2: up? <laughs> try a mullet, dude. It'll look good. I might, I might, I might
1: have to shave the lines in the side, go old school hockey look. You know the old. uh, We're going to state championships, high school hockey. (laughs) Might have to dye it, pink tips. Who knows? Way to stand out. I mean, hey, we got to do it. Got to get the followers somehow, man. (laughs) All right, brother. We appreciate your time, and we will see you guys in the next one.
0: Peace. Peace and love, baby. Peace, Peace, brother. Your band got that
2: dough. Sometimes I don't feel right new
0: girl on my face, she says she nigga butt. That's why I don't feel right Catch me in the cup when we smite.
1: Stop talking on breaking the bank.